Greetings from Storybrook. I'm Bobby Hawk. I'm Tony Hooper. I'm Monica Jones. And this is the land where we drift off together, and we also talk about ABC's hit series, uh, Once Upon a Time. Uh, hit series. Uh, uh, after we just watched, read the ratings, I don't know if I should that anymore. But anyway, we love the show regardless. We love the show regardless. Um, how are you guys doing this week? Monica? Good. Good, good. Good. Tony, anything new this week? Oh, nothing new this week. Nothing, nothing. This weekend is about so fast. Uh, I hope this podcast pod. Uh, I hope this podcast goes by fast because there's going to be plenty to talk about uh, with the two hour event. Uh, you know they they uh, they showed this week. It was. Uh, I mean, not only was there you know two hours of show, but I felt like each of the shows had quite a bit going on in it as far as revelations and everything else is concerned. So not only is there a lot of show to talk about. There's just a lot to talk about within each of those shows, um, wh- which is kind of good. I guess uh, it, it, it was so packed that I, no one remembered to do a rhyming summary this week. Um, yeah, it happens. It happens. Um, but Hey, uh, that's, you know, we've got the full summary coming up right at you. So let's just go ahead and get right into it. Um, so in the first episode, Eloise garden, it's many years ago in the Wish Realm, and Wish Hook is about to set sail when this. Uh, whoop, let me go ahead and blow this up. I'm sorry, start from scratch here. Okay. It's many years ago in the Wish Realm. Wish Hook is about to set sail when this lands. Regina lets them know the curse won't be happening. The Charmings have stolen her magic, and she needs his help to flee. Now that the curse isn't happening, he's worried how he'll get his revenge on the crocodile. She offers up a map on a distant realm where he can find a powerful witch. In Seattle, forensics has shown up to Big Red's murder scene. Rogers mills about looking for clues when Weaver shows up. He's not too happy that Rogers has been detectiving without him. Weaver tells him to go home, but Rogers lashes out, accusing him of working with Belfry, and says he won't stop until he finds Eloise. Henry and Jacinda show up to celebrate progress on the food truck. Jacinda is worried about how to make... Steady money so she can get Lucy back. Ronnie offers her a job at the bar. Henry thinks uh, it may be time for that date, and Jacinda finally accepts. Drizella shows up to see that Regina, uh, just as things are going well for Henry and Jacinda, Drizella shows up to see that uh, Ronnie slash Regina is staying on task. Across town, Victoria finally tells Lucy that she knows that she's been sneaking out and she's grounded. Lucy says she doesn't care because the curse will be broken soon anyway. After she leaves, Belfry heads upstairs for tea time with Witchy Poo. While there, she notices dirt. Which he tries to play it off, but Victoria knows better. Uh, okay, yeah. So I guess when in my notes there, I was like Smee. Okay, so it was really cool to see Smee there in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss Smee. I do. I mean, not only was it—I mean, it was a character that hadn't been around in actually the prop, you know, in Once Upon a Time in quite a while. Uh, didn't he get turned into like a mouse or a rat or some at some point? Yeah, but he did come back after afterwards. Yep. Did he? Did he come back after? I wasn't sure. Okay. It was very small. I don't remember when or how, but I mm-hmm. I do remember. But anyway, I thought, I thought that was really cool to to, to uh, have an opportunity to see him back 
And, uh, you know, through the course of the episode, I'm sure, well, you know, we'll, we'll mention later. It's really cool to see where, where it goes from there. Uh, beyond that, I also had to mention uh, that finally, finally, someone calls out Lucy as far as the whole sneaking out thing. I can't write it. Amen. I don't understand how that took so long to happen, but you know, yeah. Um, Terrible. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tony, did you have anything to add about the first act here? Yes. Um, so basically, I don't know if it was anybody else who ever got this feeling, but did anybody kind of feel like Regina had lost her fierceness, like her flair, her, you know, her whole persona, basically? I mean, she kind of made it seem like, oh, woe is me, my powers are gone, and the charming stole it. You know, it's like, come on, really? And, well, and her just being so open about being powerless. Weak. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That just felt weird to me. It was it was like, come on. This is not the um evil queen that we've grown to love and slash hate and all those other stuff well these past mm-hmm. six years. Technically it's not. It, and yes, no it's true. not. But I mean come on. Still, that was bad. It's not not like her. It was terrible. Um, I guess I, I, to be honest with you, I, I hadn't even uh, given two thoughts about it. Um, I can see where you're coming from as far as the powerful thing goes. Um, she did try to lash out at Smee at that one moment, but then couldn't. Um, and she was still, you know, like you, you know, I mean, obviously. <sighs> She was still sassy, but she can't be like evil and like you know, like she no longer has power. <laughs> no longer has power, so she can't like uh, come at people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Smee probably could have taken her. Who? Smee. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not at all. Um, like, like just. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can, I can, in hindsight, I can kind of see where you're coming from there. But in all honesty, it, it wasn't really an issue for me as I was watching the episode. Mm-hmm. And also to also recap on what you basically said, basically it took seven episodes for her to ground Lucy. Like what? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Noticed. You didn't even like. You made it seem like you made it. Like, you didn't even notice she was missing and all of the times that you could have said, oh, you're grounded. Like, you know, all those times you had and it took you seven episodes to say, oh, you're grounded. What? No, I I totally... Maybe she didn't notice before, but just now you want to remember? I'm calling Fred on this Uh -uh. I'm calling Fred on this from you guys. Oh, God. Fred. Uh, Fred in every department. Fred? Yes, I am calling the Fred card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that? Remember last week? It was uh, Fred. I, I forgot what department it was last week, but it was Fred's fault. Mm-hmm. I'm, continuity. I'm continuity. Con- yes. Mm-hmm. Fred in continuity. Yes. Oh, okay. It took, it you don't remember that, Monica? <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. Bit. Never mind. 
Uh, all right. So is there anything else to add before we move on? Um, nope. That was it. All right. Moving on. Let me go ahead and grab my notes again. And moving on to the second act. Roger shuffles through papers, frantically looking for clues. He and Henry discuss the case. Henry suggests the unthinkable, and Rogers tells him that he's been with this too long. He would know if the girl was dead. Uh, Henry, offer, Henry offers to help, and off they go. In the past, we find Smee and Hook navigating till they find the tower. Hook makes his ascension, but instead of a witch, finds a beautiful young woman with very long hair and a frying pan. She tells him the witch used a flower to trap her in the tower. She grows them in her secret garden, and it's the only thing that can free her. Hook thinks he can use it to trap the Dark One for eternity. He agrees to help and goes to find the flower. In the Heights, Rogers and Henry search for Tilly and find her hawking watches. They need her help with the gardener case. She looks at the journal and suggests the girl may have run away. Maybe she just doesn't want to be found. But she offers to look into it. Uh, at Belfry Towers, Victoria searches the tapes for who may be helping the witch, but it seems that they've been scrubbed. She goes to Ivy's desk and finds that the shoe's covered in dirt. Uh, Weaver interrupts her impromptu investigation to let her know that Rogers is getting close. She tells Weaver to stop him, but he says it's not that easy. She tells him if he can't, she'll find someone who can permanently. All right. Um, I don't know if I really have anything a lot to add. I, I did like um, Tangled is one in, in my opinion is one of like my favorite uh, recent Disney movies. You know, definitely I wouldn't say it's like my favorite Disney movie. I'd probably throw Aladdin or Lion King up there. Maybe even something earlier. But um, I definitely think Tangled was a bit underrated. Uh, um, but as far as uh, um, this this seemed to be more of like closer to that interpretation, like the tangled interpretation. Um, any thoughts on that? Especially the frying pan when she grabbed the frying pan. I mean, it was like dead on. Have you guys seen Tangled? Yes, I, I have. have not. And, like, yes, I have, and I thought that part was funny when she came out with the frying. Pan. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought it was great. I mean, and they didn't even there wasn't a lot a lot of. Uh, um, you know, a lot paid to it. You know, it wasn't like they really pointed it out. It was just kind of a little subtle. You know, she was just holding it that. It was not subtle. I haven't seen it and I caught it. Oh, I'm just saying that it wasn't like, I don't know. I, I, I've seen a lot more uh, blatant uh Disney nods. And I just, I just didn't, I don't know. To me, it didn't feel like it was in my face. Oh no, definitely. I, I thought, thought it was a bit of a trip fun. over the hair. However, that was <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that was uh, funny too. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, like I said, it's definitely paid uh, uh, treaded a little closer to the Disney version of uh, Rapunzel. Um, what were your thoughts about this act, Tony? Um, so yeah, this act, like I said, I also agree with your uh, comment there about about liking the. Uh, yeah, Disney adaptation of uh, of uh, Rapunzel and how her coming out of the shadows with the uh, frying pan. Um, I mean, like it was a great scene to you know to do the uh, you know the uh, usual Disney nod and things like that too. Um, I don't know if we had mentioned. Uh, oh no, no, you know what? Actually, I want to mention it now. 
uh, with my point here. Um, honestly, who, who in the world notices a very small speck of dirt on the ground and says, who's been up here? It makes no sense. Dang uh, it, Fred. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, they had to point it out somehow, but at the same time, it's like... Yeah. I don't believe it. Freak that... You know, I mean, I don't know. I, again, it was... Uh, in hindsight, I can kind of see where you're coming from, but it wasn't really something... Yeah. I really thought about uh, during the viewing, I guess I'll say. I'm I'm gonna definitely be ringing the uh, the uh, the Fred Bell tonight. and and it wasn't a speck of dirt. It was like a clump. A, yeah, it was a clump. Yeah, I don't know. It oh, like, like how do you even track something like that in unless you're like a construction worker or something? You don't yeah. have. Like track that in on pumps. I mean, for to me, it just really just like it was like a speck of dirt, and then you know you just happen to be like, yeah, I'm just walk on out of the uh, attic here, and you know, go down the elevator. Oh look, I see some dirt. Yeah, but but like she said, it was like almost like it was like came out of a potted plant. Mm-hmm. It was like like a pile of dirt. It wasn't even just uh. Oh, look, something fell off someone's shoe. So, I mean, but I mean, but that's even more like, I don't know. Uh, that's like going back to the scene in the one episode where they just had a, a nondescript bottle of blue pills with like no label or anything. They might as well have just had like a, a yeah, crossbow on there or something. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. I mean, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just goes to, you know, like what they have to make play on camera. You know, it's it just that type of stuff that you kind yeah. of look the other way and not think about. It looked like there was something you had a problem with, Monica. Oh, um, so the, the, um, the scene with Hook out on the, um, the, the outdoor space at Ronnie's and he's going through the papers and all of a sudden his non-existent hand works right. again. Uh, and then later in the episode when he's cutting that cake, he like has, he's like holding the fake hand by his like side while he cuts the other, you know, while he cuts the cake with his good hand. So like, it, it's, it's like he, sometimes he forgets that he can use it and sometimes he, yeah, yeah. Right. Sometimes he remembers and sometimes he forgets. Like if it's a like if it's a pointed thing like that cake thing that he like he's like, Yeah, oh yeah, I've only got one hand. But then like if he's like handing one hand off to the other or holding something with both hands or something mm-hmm. doesn't think about it. Yeah. yeah, and um the other thing I had with, with this bit was um where did Ivy go without her shoes? Oh, well, it, uh, I think they make it clear in, later in the episode that this was all staged, that she planted all of this. So uh, I would say that she, you know, well, even even if that wasn't the case, the, the, the Belfries are the type of people that would have another two or three pairs of shoes at work with them. Definitely. <laughs> I don't okay, know why she so even shoes, but still. <laughs> Go ahead, Monica. Even if 
Um, I mean, it, it. Okay, so presuming it wasn't staged, mm-hmm. why would she not have cleaned? I, this is the woman who complained about ruining her nails. Yeah, why would she just leave her gathering shoes? that dirt? Yeah, why would she just leave her shoes there like that if she obviously took them off knowing that they were on the dirt was on there? Mm-hmm. Unless oh, why know, would she not have cleaned that up immediately? Right, or had them cleaned. I don't think she would do them do it herself. No. Oh, or I just nah. That scene just. <laughs> Irritated me. Like to me, to me, this is a, like this is a former co- like you, you got to think about it. This is a, like this is an actress that played a former queen. You think she clean her own shoes? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that men picked up True. yet? Probably True. Think so I don't think so. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the uh, next act here. Hook and Smee search for the flower. Uh, Hook says that they must uh, hurry. This is a witch's garden. It must be guarded by something more ferocious than a porcelain gnome. He tells me they must sing to find the pl- to find the flower. Something to do with the power of music revealing the heart. He begins to sing a shanty when the previously benign garden gnome gets all ferocious and stuff. Apparently, that was the wrong song. <laughs> The gnome continues uh, to attack until Hook finally starts singing a very lovely song that makes the gnome crumble. Someone asks where the shanty, or Smee asks where the shanty came from. Hook tells him it's a lullaby his mother sang before she died. He sends Smee back to the ship as he heads back to help Rapunzel. Victoria goes to the tower to tell the witch that she knows about Ivy. The witch tells her that she's been blinded by her obsession with her other daughter. Victoria says Ivy is nothing without the witch and takes her away. Back at Ronnie, uh, Ronnie's, Jacinda tells Ronnie about her date with Henry. Ronnie says the timing may be wrong. With Jacinda trying to get Lucy back, the social workers may not think it's great to be starting a new relationship. Jacinda seems to reluctantly agree. Tilly is late. Rogers tells Henry what, uh, why he blames himself about the girl while they wait for her. When she finally shows, uh, she has a page that seems to have been ripped from the journal. And apparently there was a girl... Apparently there was a girl, but there was a car accident. Uh, uh, Eloise is dead. Rogers goes off to be alone. Um, okay, so uh, I just mentioned of uh, I like this line that Smee had uh, your troubles and beautiful women tend to go hand in hand. I just thought yeah. that line. Um, mm-hmm, the line I liked here. Uh, what was it? Um, oh. Why must women's footwear be the bane of my existence? <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I just thought that was a pretty nice uh, on-the-nose line from uh, Belfry. Uh, but then I do have a note that uh, this episode seemed to be talking a lot about obsession. Um, first, there's uh, Weaver talks to Rogers about being obsessed and how dangerous that can be. Uh, the witch talks of Belfry's obsession, uh, you know, with her daughter Anastasia. And then Ivy's so obsessed that she's probably, you know, blind that she's being played by the witch, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of my notes on that, uh, on those sets of scenes. Uh, Tony, did you have something to add? Yeah, um, one thing that I did forget to mention in the previous, it seems it seems that, um, and it'll also tie up with this too, but it seems that we all know 
who is really pulling the strings here. It's between Drizella and Gothel. Like it, it, it's just, it's just to me, it's making much more sense that Belfry is is, is solely purpose is to is, is to get her um her daughter Anastasia back to life and you know and, and alive and things like that. And it just really just seems that that's all that she's working out for. But it also ties into the fact that I believe that you're right when it comes to this episode and just things about the show period. Um, you know, when, when playing with, you know, with, uh, obsessions. So mm-hmm. basically how evil plays on, um, uh, like plays on other characters' obsessions and making them into like a kind of a bad reality. You know, like when they bring it to the surface, it seems, it, like, it seems that villains are, you know, taking, taking that cue of basically playing with people's obsessions. And all the villains seem to be, I mean, you had Regina was obsessed with Snow White for one reason or another. You had, uh, um, Rumple who was obsessed with just being with his son and how dark of a turn that took. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but like you said, just the fact that it was obsession, even, even, even with it being such, uh, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, you know, with, with, uh, no malintent. You know, it wasn't like he was to begin with. All he was trying to do was keep his family together. But in the end, you know, his obsession with that led to, you know, his downfall and his family's downfall. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, also I had mentioned something about um, him fighting, with, you know, with his rum and things like that. And of course, Captain Hook wouldn't do anything without his rum. <laughs> <laughs> but those are just my points. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, Monica, did you have anything to add before uh, we move on? N- not on this, yeah. Okay. Yo ho ho. <laughs> Yo ho ho. Rogers begins to find solace at speaking of a bottle. Uh, Rogers begins to find solace mm-hmm. in a bottle but slams it down in disgust. The bottle splashes on the journal and he notices the colors run on the torn page. In the realms, Hook returns to Rapunzel. Apparently abandoning people just isn't his thing. Hook asks the, uh, how the flower will help her, but she quickly changes the topic to other things. He thinks maybe they should leave the tower, but she has other things on her mind. Yeah. And Ronnie, uh, Henry shows up to take Jacinda on that. Something she hasn't done in a while. <laughs> At Ronnie's, Henry shows up to take Jacinda on that date, but she tells him that she's working in double. He tries to make a rain check, but she blows it off. Ronnie is obviously not pleased with how well her plan is going. At the precinct, Weaver is in the evidence room. He opens a box and pulls out a very familiar dagger. He's interrupted by Rogers, who wants to ask him about that page Tilly brought him. He tells him that when the ink ran, he knew it was fake. He accuses Weaver of uh, working with Belfry. He tells Rogers Belfry did ask him to stop him, but that's not why he did it. He's trying to protect Rogers. Rogers says he knows she's alive and he'll find her. Rogers tells him Eloise Gardner is not who he's looking for. Um, again, uh, I guess the big thing there is the dagger. I mean, um, I'm still kind of half wondering here if he really, you know, like, at first, I was like, "Is he awake? Isn't he awake?" Kind of on Tony's side, where you know, um, you know, he's kind of maybe half awake, doesn't really quite 
you know, try to piece it all together. But I don't know, man. That like him pulling that dagger out of there like that. I mean, that's that's got to be awake. That's how that's sounds yes. awake to you, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't really see where else it could be. And going. yet later on, he he plays it so so chill. Yeah, oh. uh, I uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, he obviously, the fact that he's trying to keep uh, um, Hook from you know going down whatever road he's going down. Um, yeah, I mean, just just as he always is, Rumple seems to be four or five steps ahead of everyone else, even when he seems to be four or five steps behind. Um. Yeah, I, I really don't know. Like I said, as soon as he pulled that dagger out of there, that was just like, yeah, I don't see. You can't not be awake. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Awake. You cannot be. You, um, you cannot be surprised and say, what is this in the evidence room? It's some type of knife somebody used or whatever. I can see him doing that little bit of a cover-up. You know, like, this is a knife that we received, you know, that, that we picked up in a case or whatever. I guess the only question really is then, is was he always awake or was it the gunshot that woke him or whatever, you know, mm. interaction with Tilly, you know? Uh, I, mean, I, think, I think it's always uh, a trigger that really, you know, wakes people up. You know, if you, if you ever like, really like hearing his name, welcome. Mm-hmm, like, like hearing his name, welcome. Or maybe when he was in that bit of a state of trauma of being woken up from being shot, you know, mm-hmm. that could have been something like anything. Like it just seems like when this show but tries you, to wake up somebody, you know, it seems but like you think he was under the curse at first though. Um, I don't think so because I mean like well it's 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 it's, it's like as soon as you let me put in my point, I'm gonna answer that question for you. Oh, no, go go ahead, that's where we're leading. Okay. So basically if anything, Rumpel has had time to perfect, you know, being five, six steps ahead of any curse that has ever been casted on this show. Okay. And you've been through an, an, an entirety of what? Three, four curses? And they're all based off of the same thing, losing your memory? You would think he would at least, you know, have said, okay, hey, there's another curse coming. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure I retain my memory so I can take care of my, you know, my needs and things and I could do what I need to do while everybody else is still asleep. You would think he would have, you know, perfected that or at least would have prepared for that. I agree, but at the same time, I do agree with what you said before, that there has to be some sort of trigger. And so I feel like it was the name, you know, like when Tilly called him Rumpelstiltskin. Now, why... Tilly remembers and has to take these meds to forget. That's another question. Yeah, I mean, uh, it just it just I, seems like maybe they were I don't know magic pills or something to block her memory, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> another uh, thing, I'm with, I'm no go ahead, Monica. Please go ahead. Uh, I'm with you uh, on this one, Bobby. Um, I I think that that uh, Rumple didn't remember until that interaction with Tilly. Uh, And for a while, I was thinking it was because Tilly was the um, Guardian? um, Yes. 
Thank you. Um, but with this episode, uh, or these two episodes, I don't think she's the guardian yet. But that's that's what I was just saying. That's not to say that she's not the guardian. And like you just, you know, again, I'll add the pre- the pre- or, uh, disclaimer yet. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, there was, I think we even discussed it, the whole timing of Bell telling, or no, I think it was Rumpel telling Gideon that he was off to find the guardian. And then as soon as he stepped through that portal, he runs into Alice. Uh, I, I don't think that was, you know, a coincidence. Uh, yeah. uh, they're, they're really telegraphing a lot with this season. Um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come to the biggest telegraph here in a moment, uh, you know, <laughs> and, uh, going through the episode. Um, but yeah, I really don't think this is a season where they're kind of trying to hide a lot from us. No, because I mean, I, I... most of the stuff that has been played out has been pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also, it just seems like, you know, with how everything's going on with their ratings and things like that, it's like, okay, we've basically taken this long break and without no questions answered, so we're just going to quickly throw them, you know, throw it at people and say, hey, this is this, this is that, you know? Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like what, what it was, where this was episode eight, right? This is episode mm-hmm. seven. Seven and eight. That's what I meant, seven, two episodes we have. So we've, we're up to, you know, we've gone past eight. So now we have two more episodes. Isn't like 10, like the hiatus? I believe it's so. 10, yeah. So we only have two more episodes before we're off for like a month or two, probably. Um, um, I thought it was till, uh, for the winter finale leading into spring. Right, right. But I mean, that's usually like from, I don't know, Christmas to March. So yeah. January and February. Something like that along those lines. I'm not, you know, I don't have dates in front of me. Um, but it's close enough. But, right, right. Roughly. We don't have dates yet. Uh, officially. Yeah, they right. No one's put out official dates. That's correct. That's correct, Money. Um, there was something I wanted to add. I don't remember. Oh, I do remember now. Um, you know what? I'll save that for later in the episode. I'll save that for later. So if no one else has anything to add, I will be moving on. Great. So, if Rogers goes to Belfry's tower to question her about Eloise, Ivy says uh, she doesn't think her mother is capable. Roger tells her that she is, and he wants to track her. He wants to track her info for her car. In the magic tower, it's morning, and Hook and Rapunzel are just waking up from a night of doing other things. They begin to kiss and are interrupted by the cries of a baby. Uh, Hook's like, uh, I didn't know you had a baby. And she's like, uh, I didn't. And so he's like, well, where did that come from? And she's like, uh, you know where. And <laughs> the usual way. <laughs> he grabs the baby and transforms into the witch. Apparently things went a little differently in this realm. Rapunzel was able to turn the tables on the witch and trap her in the tower instead. Oh, come on. Uh, it seems the only way out is to trade places with someone in her bloodline. That's where the baby comes in. She offers to help him and find his revenge, but she, he can't leave the baby behind. 
Back in Seattle, Rogers takes Belfry's car to one of her many properties, or tracks Belfry's car to one of her many properties. He finds her in the basement and cuffs her to some shelves while he looks for Eloise. He finds a girl cowering in a corner, when she, and when she stands, we see Rogers has mistaken Goth, uh, Gothel for Eloise. Gothel, Gothel, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, thank you. Bethel tries to tell him he's made a mistake, but he won't hear it. Uh... Okay, so, um, okay. Like I was just tell- saying in the last segment about the whole telegraphing thing, when that whole scene where, um, oh wait, we find that later. Um, okay, I guess I'll talk to- about that in a moment. Um, never mind. Tony, what do you have to add about this? Oh, um, I don't that. know. I don't know. I mean, my question is, and maybe I may have missed it, maybe this is the point of the, of, you know, of the whole episode, but have we established that Gothel is Eloise Gardner, or is that what she's going by because the real Eloise Gardner is still out there? My question. Um, I don't think that... Um, okay, I mean, this kind of goes to what I was going to say at the end, but I'll just a little bit here is that um, I don't think Eloise Gardner was anyone. Um, I don't think it's like Tilly's past or anything like that. I mean, I don't under, I don't quite understand where they're going with that. I don't think uh, Eloise Gardner. I mean, it, it, it almost goes to a line that, that hooks has in this episode that Eloise Gardner is an idea. It's not a person. Ooh. You know, so, so basically, this missing girl case has now- it was just part of the curse. It, it was just part of the curse, and 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 let me just go ahead and, and say this now, uh, be, just because this is where the conversation is leading, leading, and this is a conversational podcast. Um, I don't know why it's just now hitting me this season. Maybe it's because there's so so many. Um, oh, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, like. Like, how does Belfry have custody of Lucy? How uh, does how has Nick been gone for ten years, and and Sabine knows about him? If, like, none of this is even making sense. And the only way it even makes sense is because it's a curse. And so, beyond that, like, why does any of it matter? You know, because ultimately, ultimately, when it comes down to it, this Nick person isn't Lucy's dad. Uh, Nick and Jacinda didn't share a past. Uh, I mean, just all of this. Why does any of this matter if it's not real, if it didn't really happen? I, I, I guess to, to throw us off of the trail is what Henry used to say mm-hmm. when he was in. I, 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 I did, trying to make us think. Like I said, I don't know why it hit me in this in this past episode or two, but it was mm-hmm. like I was watching the episodes and I was just like, mm-hmm. I, I, have, I, I have a point about about that in a, in a few. I think I think it has to do with like the like the whole no because there was the whole ten years with I, I don't know I don't I just I don't understand it at all. Um, you know, I try to make the timeline go together, but I mean, that's just a totally different story. I, I'm talking, I'm just saying, I just don't understand why I'm supposed to care about anything that's happening or, or at the very, okay. I can understand why I'm supposed to care about what is happening, 
What I don't understand is why I should care about what happened in the past. The backstory of the, the curse. Right. Because it's the story of the curse, I mean, I guess that makes it interesting. But like I said, in the long run, really, it's all a moot point. It kind of makes you think, like, okay, if, if, if he's supposed to have been gone for 10 years, um, between the time when, when actually, when Lucy was born, because, mm-hmm. you know, like, it, it kind of makes you think, kind of, like, Lucy had to have been born in the other realm, because it started out as episode, no, mm-hmm. uh, the last, the last episode of, uh, you know, season six. Who's to say? Because at this point, right now, um, like we still, even in their timeline, all we've come up to is the the point of them getting together. We still don't know, like when the curse took place. Maybe they were cursed when. Uh, well, no, because at the beginning of the season, we see Lucy in the other realm take the book from Henry and run off. Mm-hmm. Right? Well yeah, the, well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, basically, we when, when we first see um, Lucy, she is in the other realm with her father. Right. So, and Cinderella's so, not there. Not even there. So, right. So, so who's to say, like, if something may have hap- may have happened to her previously? To Cinderella, like, like, maybe she was like he was raising Lucy as a single father for the time being because Cinderella and I don't know, maybe Henry and that's what I'm thinking. I think I'm thinking it, it's gotta be a love triangle because Nick does have an other realm persona. As, yeah, yeah, but I don't see, but I mean, we, we see them be, we see them as good friends there. I really don't think that, uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, That's hard to say. But Lucy is born after the resistance, you know, like after they, you know, have met together in the resistance. No, I understand Lucy that. Came afterwards, and it seems as though as that to explain to to everybody here why why Ella is nowhere to be found, and how Jack may be the father of of uh, Lucy. You know, period. It's just that. The fact that when we first encounter Lucy, she's got the book. She's at the you know the hut, you know where her and her father live. Because it, it kind of makes you think, like, wait a minute, Cinderella's supposed to be royalty in this one. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, Cinderella isn't royalty like in the in the original ones for one through six. You know, she isn't royalty as of yet. But in this one, it seems like she is royalty in this one already. But it kind of makes you think, like, okay, wait a minute. So why isn't Cinderella with you guys? Where is she? What's going on? Um, it's kind of, kind of not even making that much sense that that why they would even be in a hut versus being in a castle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. Well, if I'm they, not, I'm not getting the time out myself. If they were part of the resistance, then they would, and they were fighting against Lady Tremaine, who would ultimately, if if Cinderella is royalty, have uh, you know Tremaine would unfortunately have access to that you know land and everything else. So, you know, uh, 
in that case, Cinder, you know, if Cinderella and Henry had joined the resistance, then that's why, you know, they would be staying in a hut or, you know, whatever else like that. Exactly. Um, I don't know this. I'm guessing until they have the timeline where, you know, uh, until they place in the timeline when um, Lucy is being born, like how, you know, Emma had, not Emma, but how Snow had Emma, you know, the time of the curse coming, you know, then I guess we'll never really know until they have that. Well, I mean, more or less said tonight that she was, you know, ten, you know, they did. They confirmed what we've been saying is it's ten years, mm-hmm. um, but I really don't ten quite years understand. Heights, not yeah, the ten years. What ten years? High period heights time, not the realms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but either way, it's right. it's ten years that Lucy was born. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another weird thing about time and in the realms and stuff that I want to bring up. Uh, I think it may be in the next segment as well. So. We'll get there in a moment. Um, actually, it may even be in the next episode now that I'm thinking about it. But regardless, let's go ahead and move on before it gets too late because we just wasted – well, I wouldn't say wasted. We we just spent quite a bit of time on just that uh, one segment there. Um, anyway, Hook re- – uh, let me make sure I'm in the right spot here. And he won't hear. Okay, yep. Hook returns to the wharf to tell them he won't be joining them. Smee is the captain now. He has more pressing concerns than, than revenge. Regina asks, what's more important than revenge? Cut to Roger singing a lullaby to his newborn. He thinks he should have a name, but only loved one person enough to pass on their name. His mother, Alice. Sirens blare as people clamor and Eloise is led into an ambulance. Uh, Tilly shows up to apologize to Rogers, but he's not mad, just disappointed. Belfry's being led away in cuffs when Ivy shows and asks for a few moments. Victoria tells her to drop the charade. Drazilla admits to setting it all in motion so that she can finally be free. And now so is Gothel. uh, Belfry tells her that she has no idea what she's done. Henry rushes into Ronnie's with the news about Belfry. It goes to reason that she won't have custody now. And Jacinda runs to be with Lucy. When she arrives, Ivy is trying to convince social workers not to take Lucy. They say that she was taken for a reason and procedure must be followed. Lucy cries for her mom as they take her away, and Jacinda promises she will get her back. So, uh, so ends uh, Eloise Garden. So, um, okay, Tony, looks like you had a little bit to add here. Mm-hmm. So basically, this goes back to our previous conversation. What's mm-hmm. that reason? There's got to be some type of explanation as to the reason why, you know, she was given up and not just because of what was done via Jacinda. You know, I, I believe that there's got to be some type of explanation as to why she felt like she had to do it at that appropriate time. But see, and that, that all just goes back to, like, like I just said before, why does any of that even matter at this? Like it's it's all it all because in the end, all it is is just a story that the curse told us. Mm-hmm. None of none of it's real anyway. Because like for a long time, I've been I've been beating that drum since the beginning, Tony. Why? How? How? How does this like ultimately non-related person have custody of Lucy? I, I mean, it, it it makes absolutely no sense. And it they would have been the same way. Like I feel like it would have been the same way had they not explained 
how Henry came into Regina's care too. Well, at least with Regina, at least with Regina, there was an adoption. I mean, now granted, it was kind of seemed to be fixed by Rumpel and a few, you know, there was, there were uh, extenuating circumstances, but I mean, when all is said and done with, I mean, you know, it was an adoption that like, like I said, that Rumpel, you know, uh, made happen as far as who the person was. But I mean, I mean, I can understand that, but with, but then then it all goes down to it for the fact of the matter is, is that with Emma giving up Henry the way she did, uh that wasn't by a curse. That was by circumstances. So maybe it mm-hmm. just seems like Jacinda also had those those circumstances, unless they unless they put down and set in stone that hey Jacinda did this, you know, like Jacinda has signed over her rights because she had to do this or she had but, to do B or she okay. had to do C. But see, here's the thing, though. Well, here's the thing. We okay with what happened with Henry and Emma and everything like that. That was fate. That was like fate leading Henry to Storybrooke so that he could find Emma and bring her back there. You know, that was all fated to happen to break the curse. And that happened in real time. Whereas what we have here, we just discussed, is that like it's a fake 10 years. Because we've already seen Lucy at roughly this age in the other realm fighting to save whatever curse was about to happen. So what we have curse that has made everyone think that these past 10 years have happened this way when in all actuality they've happened this way. Right. I understand. So, and so I, I, I guess that's the difference for me. I don't know. I mean, like, I guess if they feel like they have to explain, you know, what 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 the the ten years mean in High Pier and the Heights versus what it means in the other realms, then I guess they will explain it. But at, at this point in time, it just seems like you know you're right with what you're saying. Why is it important for us to know? Does it have to do with the actual plot? Is it you know? Is it something that we should know? I guess. <laughs> I mean, I I can kind of see. Um, the love triangle thing that you were coming at with uh, Nick slash Jack and Henry and Jacinda slash Cinderella. Um, just Cinderella. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> so much. sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, I really don't think that um, it's going to go that way. I think it's just going to be, you know, Henry and Ella. Um, because that's his whole thing from the beginning. It's been like, you know, they're the Snow White and Charming of this new iteration. Mm-hmm. You know? And right. so yeah. I really don't think they're going to sully that by making, like, maybe, say, Lucy, the da- actually the daughter of Nick, you know? Uh, I think it's just like Lucy points out, you know, we have a classic. Uh, um, but all that happens in the next episode, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe. No, I thought it was... I- yeah, no, 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 it does. Next. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So we're 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 jumping the gun here for a moment. I think, I think we've said all we've had to say about um about Eloise Garden. Um, yeah, it was really cool to get a bit of uh backstory on um you know on uh, Wish Hook, Alt Hook, whatever you want to call him. 
Um, yeah, that's where he came from, the Wish Realm. Yeah, yeah, and so I I like the backstory they're adding, the depth to that character. Um, Making so, it seem like he's a real person and not just an alternate persona. So then, mm-hmm. one one real quick question then before we move on to the next the next hour, um, do we want to rate this as as two separate episodes or do we want to rate this as one episode? I would say two separate scenes. Okay, so then let's take a moment then and uh, and rate this episode. Uh, um, you know, before we move on to the next one, um, arbitrary scale. Um, hmm, really arbitrary. Um, I hadn't even thought about it. Something uh, from dirts. Like okay, something- all right, okay. Let's say let's say thirty or out of twenty-seven clumps of dirt tracked in by Drizella. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, yeah, she's been felt. She's filthy. Uh, Twenty-seven clumps of dirt. Uh, you know what? I I really like. I said being being that I like the uh, the backstory with Hook and whatnot, and uh, um, like the most of the revelations and whatnot of this episode. Is will he? Is he? Is he awake? Isn't he? You know all these. Um, I'm gonna go with twenty-two. 22 out of 27. Nice. What about you, Tony? What do you think? Um, yeah. Around the same, but 20, actually. So 20 out of 27 comes with that. Okay. okay. Like and, the uh, same reasons. Monica? 23. Okay. Uh, so we're all- I, I love the, the hook backstory. That's mm-hmm. just, that made the episode for me. Agreed. Agreed. I, I again. I, I. I mean, granted, you know, the episode was called Eloise Gardens or Gardener, um, right? But it still had to do with Hook in many different ways. And, and then, yeah. and then, just to speak for just a moment to what you had asked about the name Eloise Gardener, um, I'm kind of torn as far as to who it actually is supposed to be, you know, pertaining to. Um, you know, now now. The, there is the last name Gardner, so I would think that you know that would be pertaining to the witch because we do hear a lot about her garden. Ivy tells her to go to her garden. We hear about her secret garden where she grows stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, that would seem that at the very least that part of the name would pertain to her. Um, but then Eloise, um, very close to Alice, mm-hmm. just in. In structure, the name itself, Eloise, Alice. Um, so I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, but then, like, that journal could just be, like, a book of, like, cantations and spells and runes, you know, instead of just a journal of whatever, you know, like, maybe some of those things. Like, even the um, Big Red before he passed was, you know, said that that, uh, uh, you know, figure that was on his arm was, like, a a magical rune meant to ward off evil, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, it, if someone's dealing with magic that powerful, maybe it is the witch's notebook. Right. It I kind of wanted him to be Ralph, but maybe not. Yeah. I think that was just a throwaway line. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think we got another character I was going to say Pixar character, but I forgot that uh, we determined that Ralph is not Pixar. Yeah, but but there was a throwaway, uh, well, not throwaway, 
there was a, a nod to another Pixar character, I believe. I believe it's Pixar. Yeah, Pixar. In the next episode. Yeah. Did you guys catch that or? Um, I don't, I, I may have missed it, but then. Well, we'll yeah, get it. I believe I put, I believe I put it in the notes. Um, but anyway, we have, uh, scored the first episode, moving on to the second. Open on Henry and Ella sparring in the woods. Tensions rise and they almost, oh, give me just a second. My notes will not blow up. There we go. They almost share a kiss, but Ella turns away, uh, at the last second. They both apologize. She says it's complicated and they hear a noise and find Alice. She asks for her help or she asks for their help in finding someone. They bring her back to camp and reunite her with her father hook. He reminds her that his heart is poisoned, but she says that she found a cure. They embrace and hook is thrown across the forest floor. Alice is frightened and runs off. Ella and Henry run after her. She runs through a portal, and Henry hesitates, but Ella runs through, and Hen- Henry follows close behind. Uh, Sabine waits outside the home as Jacinda says goodbye to Lucy. Sabine suggests, suggests Jacinda find a lawyer. Sabine says she knows one. Uh, Jacinda seems reluctant, but may have no choice. At Ronnie's, Henry's inter- Henry interviews Ivy for his blog. She tells him that she f- feels like she can really trust him. She offers to turn his blog into a podcast when Ronnie interrupts to ask Henry for help with a stuck door, leaving Drizella and Regina to have a little girl talk. Regina tells her to stay away from Henry. She may not have magic, but a baseball bat can work in a pinch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, first of all, great line there, obviously, or else I wouldn't put in the notes like that. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, is there anything... Um, Anything you want to add here, Tony? Oh, um, hey, look, Sabina's back. She's only been missing for like what three episodes? Been that long? I think like two or three episodes. Well, I know that when the character and the actress were first brought on, she was only uh, going to be recurring. Right. Yeah, and then they made her regular, so that might have a little to do with it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, if they did that beforehand, it would have been nice for you know for her to be a part of the episodes somehow. I guess. No, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. But um, oh, go ahead. Okay, so um, tell me this: How long is Jocelyn going to play the "Oh, I don't know what's going on" game? <laughs> yeah, and in some of those scenes, uh, she just like like uh, <laughs> um. I don't know if it's bad acting or what. Um, it's not bad acting though, because I feel like the actress is. Uh, a great job, but yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's just it's just more of a character thing. Like, when is this character going to stop playing? Oh, I don't know anything. I don't know what's all what's going on, and you know, and bring her true self to the light. You know? mm-hmm. I guess I'm. I guess I'm just liking how the story is quickly unfolding, and it's not taking a whole 22 episodes like season one did. You know, to bring everything to the light. I guess. No, I hear you. And like I said, we only got two more episodes till the hiatus, anyway. So, mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with how quickly everything's unraveling. Oh, and uh, I'm ready for um for a regime to go all. You know, like uh, but, uh, oh. <laughs> Megan? Oh, like, oh, like, 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 I was the bat. <laughs> on on Drizella's face. Uh, no, no Pesci. 
Yeah, it's like I'm so <laughs> ready for that. I'm so ready for that. Yeah, yeah it was, it was go full on Negan. Please, yep. yes. All we yep. need is some barbed wire over it so we can call mm. her. Mm-hmm. Do you have Monica, before we move on. Oh, um, so my only thing with, with this bit was, um, Sabine says, so I did a little bit of, um, bit, uh, social media stalking, and guess what I found? And suddenly, uh, Jacinda knows what she's talking about. Because yeah. I should have held it. And yeah. if she had talked to a guy in a decade, why I, would she no. know it? Yeah. What was going on? Although. That, that, that point was just totally lost on me. No, no, no. I, I definitely, I had the same concerns. Although to play devil's advocate, I will say that more than likely if this, you know, um, if this woman knew who her, you know, baby's daddy was, then she would more than likely be up to date on his whereabouts and what he was up to, even if she didn't publicly say she did. You know, I'm yeah. sure that she. I'm sure in the past she's looked him up on Facebook just to see, um, you know, where he's at. Yeah, yeah where he's at, what he's up to. You know, if. You know, what did I make a mistake leaving him? You know, just the different things that go through your head in, in that type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I like I said, just devil's advocate. I could see that situation playing out. So, you know, she came to give a rat's ass where he was. I, that's true, and I mean, she even says like, the episode that she didn't even realize. You know, it'd been ten years since she'd even heard from this guy. So, mm-hmm. um, but like I said, even, even girls, I'm not going to say girls, even people who say that um, will, you know, still kind of, you know, you have those moments, those days where you're curious, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you just kind of feel like, oh, I, I wonder what that guy's up to, you know, or I wonder what that girl's up to, you know? Exactly. So I, I, like I said, I could definitely, definitely, uh, see that happening. Sue, mm-hmm. so, moving on, Rogers received a hero as well. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I did, does anyone else have anything to add? No. Okay. No. I just I was didn't want to step on any toes before I moved on. Sorry. I was, I was with you when you said, all right. <laughs> Rogers receives a hero's welcome when he returns to the precinct. Weaver repeats his previous warning. He's uh, about, uh, forgot what he said. Never mind, I didn't put this in the notes. He sits down at his desk and finds Eloise. Uh, she's baked a cake to thank him. Henry sits at Ronnie's. Uh, Henry sits at Ronnie's working on his blog. A stranger interrupts him to appreciate his choice of music. They introduce each other before Jacinda has a chance to. Apparently, Nick here is the lawyer Sabine suggested. Turns out he's also Lucy's dad. He's shown up to get paperwork from Jacinda. Awkward. Awkward. Uh, Henry tries to play it cool, but is obviously shaken. Ella and Henry come through a portal to Neverland and are instantly ensnared in a net. Ella reaches for his sword and cuts them free. 
Henry tell Henry tells him tells them his family motto. She says this is a land of broken promises and things work differently here. Uh, Henry shows up at the group home to bring Lucy a copy of his book. She wants to find out who this Nick guy is. She says they have a classic Catherine situation. The curse brought Nick in to keep Jacinda and Henry apart. Uh, Henry jokingly asks what she what he should do when Nick is already slaying the dragon. Lucy says she knows another dragon he can slay. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go right ahead, Tony. Go right ahead. But it just seems like we now know what the like what the name of this realm is called, unless she meant it as a joke of broken promises. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the land of broken promises. Because you know how we have the land without magic, the land without color. You know. No, no, I could, I, I could mm. definitely taking, taking off. I, I mean, I knew exactly where you were going when you said it. So I mean, and and to be honest with you, it's not the first time they've they've mentioned or referred to it as such. So, oh, I, yeah, I'm I, right there. Uh, Jacinda has said, you know, the exact same thing. Uh, not, you know, I, I don't remember exactly what episode it was, but I know it's been said before. So, like I said, I, I mean, I could definitely see this just being the land of broken promises. Um, now, why that land came to be, um, and why all these stories are connected and all these other things, you know, that's a whole other issue. But whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I could definitely see this just becoming the land of broken promises. Mm-hmm. I like uh, because but uh, it looks like you had a few more things to add here, Tony. I did. Look, everyone, it's Jackson from the Originals. Woo! Hey, I do. I am in total love with that show. Don't tell anybody I said that. Shh. Oh, I love Jackson. I'm so sad he's dying. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, well, I mean, if he's on this show and no longer on that one, I would suspect that there was something happened there. But uh, yeah, I, I never watched even Vampire Diaries, let alone the originals. So I, I, I love them both. He wasn't on Vampire Diaries. No, no, I'm just saying that I didn't. You know, I'm not familiar with that uh, franchise. It is mm. great, 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 great. It is better than that sparkling crap they call Twilight. Yes, I said it. You can come and threaten me with emails oh. and stuff like that, but I'm sorry. All right. Vampires don't sparkle. But then it seems <laughs> no. you have a theory no. about Nick here. I did. Um, so basically, a friend of mine, um, we were we were also talking about the theory that we had for him about mm-hmm. there being a love triangle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we were thinking that maybe with, you know, with the timing and things like that of of Jack coming into the picture, you know, how it kind of seemed like uh, either either um, Ella was thrown off by him approaching them or maybe it was a it was a simple, oh, he's this, he's this, he's that, you know, like either he's attractive or things like that. Mm hmm. But uh, we were just talking about that as a kind of, as a kind of a theory that there may have be you know like maybe there is a small, very small chance of 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 of, of an, uh, you know, a love attraction. Who knows? I don't know. But it was a wild theory. <laughs> well, I will say I will say that in all honesty, that theory had crossed my mind when when we first see the especially when we first see the trio there. 
And then with what's going on with the curse, like you just said that maybe, maybe it's something that like, okay, Jacinda had mentioned about her stepfather, you know, being the only father she ever knew and all these other things. So maybe it's some weird thing that like her and Nick ended up or her and Jack rather ended up getting together, but then, uh, you know, and then that ended, you know, that created Lucy, but then ultimately that didn't work out. And so, uh, Henry is the only father that Lucy has ever known. And so that, you know, uh, correlates to what, you know, the story that Cinderella's or Cinderella, whatever you want to say, said as well. But Mm -hmm. I also go back to what I said before that I feel like with them trying to make this like the Snow White and charming of this, of this new iteration of the show, I really don't feel like that they would want to sully that relationship by, by doing that. Right. And I would agree, but I mean, it, I, I, but guess, I guess thing, and I can see, I wouldn't be some totally surprised if it happened. That like, you know, for it to be some type of a soap opera feeling because exactly. once, once has had that, um, Oh, has, this has, has had that yeah. Right. yeah, they have had their so awful moments like so and so is this. Dun, dun, dun. I had ca- ca- camera, you know, zoom in action. <laughs> oh no, trust me, I I know exactly where you're coming from there. Uh, you know, it, that's why I say that like I don't feel like it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, Lucas quote about uh, yeah, quote about uh, about nobody wants to be the Catherine. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, 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 let's just hope if it does happen, let's just hope that Henry is not the Catherine. Which he'd be fine with. He, w- yeah, he would be <laughs> fine with that, but I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't see and, that. And to be fair, Catherine still did get her, her love interest. She did. And yeah. Back in the eternal so, not it's in. not all that bad being Catherine. And yeah, it's not. And basically, actually, he, um, Henry wouldn't be the Catherine. It would be Nick that would be the Catherine. If you, you know, because that, you know, her, her and Nick supposedly had Lucy. So that would make him the Catherine, mm-hmm. you know, like Nick the Catherine, not Henry the Catherine. You know what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we would definitely say that that in, in a sense Henry would be Snow and Nick would be Catherine, you know, because that th- that's not like that's not her, that's not uh, Jacinda's true love. Jacinda's true love would be Henry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I think. regardless of who's the biological father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, but still, nobody wants to be the Catherine. No. <laughs> no matter, even if he says that, you know, you could, yeah, you know, he doesn't want to be a cat. Nobody wants <laughs> So, Henry and Ella are in a cabin looking for Alice, and Hella finds the infinite maze. Seems Ella is more familiar than she's let on. She tells Henry that when her mother met her stepfather, she gave them lockets uh, that would glow so that they could find each other. When she was a girl, her mother left. Her father followed her to this very cabin. He was trying to find a way through when his locket stopped glowing. He came back home and was never the same again. Ella finds a bottle with just enough potion for one. She downs it and runs through the maze as Henry hollers after her. 
Sabine comes home and finds Jacinda dressing up for a meeting with Nick. He's made reservations at Walrus and Company. Uh, Sabine asks if she st- if she still has feelings for Nick's, and she says it's complicated. Uh, she says it a lot this episode. Uh, it's complicated. That's the name of the episode. It's complicated. It's complicated. You know, yes, I agree. In fact, that may be the, the name of this episode. Bill, if you're listening, that's the name of this episode. It's complicated. It's, it is definitely yes. complicated. Uh, anyway. Rogers is just about to cut into his cake when Ronnie comes by asking for Weaver. While there, she tells Rogers he should reach out to Tilly. She she pushes Eloise's uh, cake into the trash as she leaves. Too much sugar will kill you. And and the tower, Gothel Gothel tries to make something grow to no avail. Uh, Drizella shows up. It's time to wake Anastasia. Gothel asks why Drizella wants to wake her. She tells her that Anastasia has magic in her and it belongs to Drizella. Um, okay, so first of all, blowing lockets. Wasn't that like a thing from Once Upon a Time in Wonderland? Yes, that was a Iris, Iris and Alice had glowing what? lockets whenever they came together, right? Yes, they did, whenever they were close to each other. Or that, that would help them find each other. Help them find each other, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what was said in this, uh, uh, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Similarities. Wow. I love the similarity. I mean, yeah. I, love, I love similarities when they're mentioned once or twice, not three or four times. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many other people caught that because I haven't really heard that any, you know, being. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a, a Wonderland perk. You've never uh, heard okay. of. And, uh, I watched Wonderland. I didn't catch that. So good on you I mean, they weren't, they didn't look like lockets like those. They were just kind of like pendants, like little, like red charms. But they glowed whenever, you know, they were near each other. That's yeah. how they knew, you know, like how she knew Cyrus was still alive. Exactly. When, I mean, even then, it, it even took a few episodes for that to go red and say, oh, Cyrus, he's alive. Yeah. Uh, now I want to go back and watch Once Upon a Time Wonderland. Right? Do y'all want to do our, 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 our own rendition of or even, or even that one, I, dude? I mean, one of the best scenes of like television period is that scene. You know, it's like the, it was the teaser of the the show when, uh, uh, oh God, Will uh, shows up and tells her, you know, Cyrus is alive, and she just like grabs her boots and like takes out all the guards and right, like just. <laughs> yeah, like in the they're all like distraught and everything. And then as soon as she says Rod, uh, Cyrus is alive, she like just like swings into gear and just like, mm-hmm. uh, it's, like it's like she just turned on a switch and said Cyrus is alive. Yeah, man, yeah, I have a reason to live again. Yeah, uh, such a good show. Such a good show. I love it. Uh, Will Scarlet, I just he had me at Will. <laughs> and I like what they did with his character that he would end up being like the Will Scarlet and the the Knave of Hearts and, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. really was an awesome show. Yeah. Like I thought that could have went well for like I don't know what three seasons. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it should have went on. It should have. Uh, Tony, do you, have it, yes. do you have anything to add here, Tony? Um. Okay. So yeah, just uh, just to recap, I love how they're how they incorporated that little um, aspect from the show and things like that. Um, 
But has anybody ever noticed that every time you visit Wonderland, it looks different? Well, this is obviously a different Wonderland anyway than the Wonderland that we've, you know, first of all, the Wonderland, okay. There was Wonderland at once proper. Was there? Yes. When Cora, when uh, we found out. Oh, well, yes, 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 yes. So, Although yeah. that definitely seemed to skew a little more towards the Wonderland that we saw in the show that we're talking on the spin the spinoff. Well, no, I mean to be honest with you, I think I think it took the aspect of the actual Wonderland movie, in my opinion, for what's proper. The the actual show proper. Yeah, like I think I think they took a little bit of of the actual movie and, and you know mm-hmm. the movie's aspect of Wonderland at that time. Well, we only got maybe a few. We only got a few moments, really, in the and now Wonderland. Wonderland. Um, and, then, and then there was the actual Once Upon a Time in Wonderland when they had their own design of what Wonderland looked like, you know, in a, in a sense, because this was basically the land we were right. going to be in. Well, right, and that's what I was going to say is that, like, in, in the proper one with Cora and whatnot, I feel like we spent most of our time in Wonderland in the Queen's Court. Mm-hmm. Um, so that lent itself to being, you know, uh, borrowed heavily from the Disney version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we never really saw outside of the land. You know, right. I, I mean, I think we may have seen the Hatter's house or something, you know, but in, in the, I think he was in the forest at one point. In fact, I don't. The Hatter came from the Enchanted Forest and then went to Wonderland, didn't he? I I would have thought that he would have derived from Wonderland. And no, I believe his story was that he. I believe his story was he came from the Enchanted Forest, and then ended up in Wonderland, uh, searching for his daughter. Now, also though, I have a quick question for you guys. Remember when Zelina had mentioned um, the Hatter have having many hats? You know how there are different, um, different, um, dark ones, different saviors. Could there be different hatters? Well, obviously, and certainly. I mean, we visited a tea party in this episode that I would suspect was frequented by a hatter that is not played by Sebastian Stan. Mm-hmm. God, I miss him. Oh my oh. God. The show. Anyway, look, guys, we're we're running off into a tangent talking about how great the the previous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I just had let's, to let's, uh, keep on task as as Drazilla tried to yeah. keep Ronnie on task earlier. Uh, is there anything uh, you want to add to these scenes before I move on to the next set? My only comment uh, was um, Ronnie in that that cake shoving bit. Um, you're going to to fuss about too much sugar. You run a bar, and <laughs> alcohol is nothing but sugar. Um, yeah, I, I knew she had to come up with something. It just struck me as funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, uh, when it all comes down to it, I think that cake was enchanted. I think that's. What, I mean, oh, I totally! There was bad juju in that cake. Yeah, 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 but was he trying to? Was she trying to kill him, or did she like have a thing for him? Because Ivy almost seen. I can't see anything but bad in that cake. 
Yeah, but Ivy almost seemed to imply that maybe she had a thing for Hook after what happened between them. Yeah. You know, I mean, and well, he, yeah. even she said in the tower, like, you know, boy, I didn't think that would be so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I could definitely see uh, her being like, uh, you know, having feelings for Hook and maybe trying to, per, you know, use the quake, the cake. Maybe it had some sort of love potion number nine in it or something. It had it. Like I, I thought that in the end, it was basically either she was going to use him for something. All she needed to do was have it in the, in the form of something that he could eat, something that he would enjoy because, you know, she was trying to do something and see if it worked. You know, she was obviously going to use him for something. And it didn't work out because, you know, Regina threw threw out the cake. But I guess we'll never know. Never know, never know. It's a throwaway. So, Jacinda meets with Nick about the custody hearing. As they catch up, Nick tells her how her leaving him was what led him to change. He tells her there is, uh, he tells her though that there is one paper missing. She makes an excuse and he tells her that everything will be fine. Uh, Ella makes her way through the maze and finds an abandoned tea party. The chair at the head of the table turn, turns and it's Alice. He wants to know if her papa's okay, or she wants to know if her papa's okay. Ella finds her mother's locket and tells Alice how she abandoned them. Alice says she has it wrong. Cecilia's heart was poisoned like Cook's and Alice's. She left to protect them and was killed by the Jabberwocky. Jacinda asks why Alice risked being with her father, and she tells her that a sorceress named Drusilla told her that she was cured. Elsewhere in Wonderland, Henry looks for Ella when Drusilla freezes him in his tracks. She she has come to poison his heart. In Seattle, Sabine finds Henry tinkering away under the food truck. Sabine asks if this has anything to do with the new lawyer in town. He denies it, but is obviously not feeling great when Jacinda walks in with Nick after their meeting. He tosses the keys. He tosses her the keys and leaves. All right. Um, what's up with the Star Wars backpack? Did anyone else see that? I yes. did. I did. Yes. There was another okay. nod. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, okay. Screw another nod. How? I think why? Why? Yes. Why as well? But it was definitely a girl's backpack. Okay. How so? It was pink. What, was it pink? It was pink. No, it was not. Yeah, it was. It was red. I, I, it was red. red. You think it was I red? It was red because um, basically, if you remember um, when Nick came up to meet, you know, everybody there, they. Sp- Briefly spoke about Star Wars, and that kind of right. made me think that did they go and visit Star Wars? Or wait, not Star Wars, but did they go and visit Wonderland, and they just kind of left the bag there, or what? Yeah, but why would they have the bag there? I, I, that, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't think Fred. so. Fred, just blame Fred. <laughs> I, I think it was more. Okay, I think it was probably just a nod. I think it was just I something. Think so. But that doesn't make any sense. Why it was an irritating ass nod, right? Because like just because it's a star, it's a Disney property, and they love Star Wars. It's like you, you can just throw shit in there. But, yeah. and, and, but but then you like you. 
but then putting that in leads so many like wait a second Mm -hmm. okay so that means someone from the 70s or or later has visited this realm uh at some point and recently i I don't i did uh uh yeah to me, to me, to me, it seems like, point, I mean, look at that. This little nod that's probably going to. Yeah, that's probably going to be the Achilles okay. heel or something like that. But it, and it, it seems to me that the, 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 the T set um, just, you know, just seems like almost anybody can visit Wonderland at any time, leave something behind, something like that on their travel. Because maybe that that's, that's a special request or something that they've never mentioned in any type of rendition of Alice in Wonderland or just Wonderland itself. It almost made me wonder if like the backpack had something to do with Jacinda's mom. That maybe Jacinda's mom was from our realm. Oh, oh, Jesus. I don't know. It was just, uh, again. No, I I don't think so. I don't think so either. I'm sure it was just a throwaway nod. But these are the things that, you know, that's what it makes your head start, you know, just putting that nod in there. It's like, hold on a second. Why is that? Where's that? Who? Why is this here? Yeah. Yeah. And and again, ultimately, it's really just nothing. Um, Yeah. My God. But again, so we'll just move on from this Star Wars backpack that means nothing. Uh, Tony, what do you, you have anything to add? Um, I was, I guess I was actually piggybacking off of your, uh, <laughs> backpack uh, ordeal there, but, um, and I, and how I thought that somebody basically probably from the past had, was just crossing the realms and just said, oh, hey, I'm trying to leave this backpack here, but that's all that was. Um, but I have a quick question for you guys. Do okay. you remember back in season three, A, um, <laughs> Regina had put a protection spell over Henry's heart. Yes. And seeing as how this poison heart has to do with, you know, the heart and everything, would she have been bounced back or would they have probably totally forgotten that and just said plot hole? Okay. Um, I think that they have mentioned Henry's heart being protected earlier in the season. Um, that being said, I think that if Drizella were to stab him in the heart, I don't know if it's the same thing as someone trying to remove his heart. But it's anything to do with the heart, because if you remember... Is everything to do with the heart? Or is it just someone trying to remove your heart? I think it still has to do with anything with the heart. I, I, I hear you. I just don't know if it's ever actually been fully stated that... Like I've always kind of always just looked at those those curse those uh, protection spells as, you know, like I said, as someone trying to because because anti removal right right because I think at one point someone even puts their hand into Emma's chest, but it isn't until they try to remove her heart that that they're blown back. Cora, Cora, she did that in right, but but again, it's not until after she actually physically tries to remove the heart. Like, she has her hand fully in Emma's chest. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's mainly, I, I, I think it's mainly the fact that, um, it, I think I think it's mainly the fact that it's another protection spell. I'm sorry to throw that in there again, but it just seems like 
Emma's heart was protected by light magic. In that sense, nobody put a protection spell over her heart or anything like that. It's just for the fact that I think her heart in general was protected by light magic. Now, the same thing for Henry. Um, Regina placed a protection spell over that. I believe that anything that has to do with the heart, if you're trying to take it, if you're trying to stab it, if you're trying to put a, a curse over it, I think that anytime you come near somebody's protected heart, you always get bounced back. Um, I, I can see where you came from. Evidence, uh, like evidence, season two with with Emma's heart being protected by by light magic. Um, uh, Regina protecting Henry's heart with magic. Uh, Zelina even doing the same thing. If you remember when Hook was trying to take her heart, she got he, I mean he got bounced back. So I think when it comes to trying to touch somebody's heart in, in general or go near it, there's always that bounce back, you know, motion. That it's like a, it's like there's a little barrier over it. So even no, if you I just touch it with something, you know, you can bounce back. But yeah, that was my problem. No problem. Is there anything else anyone else want to add for me, Bob? No. Uh, Drizella is about to poison Henry's heart so that he and Ella can never share true love's kiss. Just as she's about to plunge the poison blade into his chest, Ella and Alice show up and send Drizella back home. Ella tells her the locket began to glow when he was in trouble and maybe she could take a risk after all. They embrace, finally giving in to true love. Back in the heights, Jacinda chases Henry out of the shop. She tells him that she doesn't have feelings for Nick. She just, she's just scared and confused. She opens up to Henry about the real reason Belfry had Lucy. She signed her over willingly. Henry tells her to tell Nick, and he'll know what to do. Uh, Weaver shows up at Ronnie's when he hears he's been look- that she's been looking for him. Regina tells him to drop the act, and he says he has no idea what she's talking about. Um, okay, really only two or three things to talk about here. Um, okay. I mean, you already kind of discussed what you thought about the the uh, the poison heart thing there with uh, Henry going on there, Tony. Um, as far as um, I really, it's just we okay. The scene with uh, Weaver and Ronnie slash Regina and Rumple. Um, I think we we've determined between amongst ourselves that uh, once we saw Weaver pull out that dagger, that I, it was kind of. You know, at that point, it, it's, I don't see how you can say he's not awake. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's obviously hiding. Uh, I don't, I don't quite understand why he's hiding from Regina. I really don't. Um, I kind of understand why he was hiding from Hook, you know, um, you know, because Hook doesn't quite understand what's going on yet and he feels like it would be hard to, to make him understand. But, Regina obviously with that little speech that she gave Rumple was fully aware. Um so I really don't quite understand why Rumple didn't play along you know, didn't uh continue to play the charade. I think um that there has to be some sort of I mean, like Drizella um uh, had it over Regina. I think there has to be some catch that Rumpel is dealing with on his own. 
that, that we just don't know about yet. Right. That just doesn't. I hear you. Um, that that's the only thing that makes any kind of sense as far as why he would not be teaming up with Regina. Yeah. He, he's got his own game going on because he's Rumble and he oh, yeah. always has yes, his yeah. own game going on. But I mean, especially when Regina tells him, you know, you know, Gothel and or Gothel and Drazilla are working together. We need to help Henry, and um, you know, Bell wouldn't have wanted this. Right, right, right. And and, and he just doesn't react to any of it for just a brief moment. I kind of thought the Bell thing might break him, but then he's like, "Who's Bell?" Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, if anything's gonna break him, that's gonna be right." That's not it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you would have thought that with it being Bumpus Duskin himself, the most powerful wizard in all the realms, as they always proclaim, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, you wouldn't think that poor little Drizella, who's very new to magic, period, could ever win over Rumble of all people, mm-hmm. unless you have his dagger. That's his weakness. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm really anxious to see exactly what Rumple. I think that's. I think that's. You know, now that now that we know what's going on with uh, Hook, and we've got his backstory, and we, uh, you know, with Alice or Slash Tilly and everything else. I think my biggest thing now is, uh, you know, like I, I, I think I'm more concerned about how and why with Rumple than I am about the curse at this point. Mm. I'm just more interested in that part anyway, you know? Definitely. All right, so we got one last uh one last set of scenes to discuss here. Uh Ella and Henry return to camp. They tell Hook that Alice is fine and she's sure that they'll be together again. Tiana comes and says the stranger has come to camp claiming to know Henry. The str- uh the stranger is uh Nick uh This is, oh God, I don't know why I wrote these uh, notes like this. The stranger is Nick. It's Jack. Henry's met him. uh, Henry, God, let me start this over again, guys. Ella and Henry return to camp. They tell Hook and Alice, uh, Hook, they tell Hook that Alice is fine and she's sure that they'll be together again. Uh, Is Tiana her name? Yes, Tiana. I put Tiara, didn't I? Who corrected that for me? (laughs) I did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was putting in my notes, I was like, oh, no, thank, thank you, Tony. Tony. All right. Tiana comes and says a stranger has come to camp claiming to know Henry. Uh, that stranger is uh, Nick. But it's uh, in this land, it's Jack. Henry met him when they first came to this realm. Jacinda and uh, in Seattle, Jacinda and Nick wait for Lucy outside the group home. Jacinda worries that Lucy won't want to come home, and Nick reassures her that he did that she did the right thing. Lucy runs out into her ar- mother's arms. She tells her mom everything's okay, and Jacinda and, and uh, Jacinda introduces her introduces Lucy to her dad. Henry drinks his sorrows away at Ronnie's, and he tells her how stupid love is, and she cuts him off. Uh, she tells him that Belfry may be locked up, but they have bigger fish to fry. Ronnie's heading to San Francisco to find someone that Belfry pushed out of town a while ago. Someone that hates her guts. And Henry decides to tag along. 
Rogers looks for Tilly and finds her under the troll bridge. Uh, he's come with a chessboard to start a weekly game. He thought he would find himself when he solved this case, but he just feels lost. Tilly says maybe they can be lost together. Jacinda drops by Ronnie's looking for Henry, and Remy tells her they took a road trip to California. At the tower, the elevator doors open, and Drizella enters with Anastasia's casket. Her and Gothel Gothel drag the lid away to find it empty. Um, Okay, so did you guys catch the Pixar nod there? Um, I missed it. What was it? Uh, the the yeah. the caterer Remy. Oh, Remy! Wait a minute, yeah. Isn't that the rat's name from Ratatouille? Yes. Oh, oh my God! It was like a. That's a, been a yeah. minute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the reason why. I that has been a minute. And really, to be honest with you, Ratatouille wasn't even one of my favorite. No, but just, I mean, I I don't think I'm wrong, though, with him. You know, like, he's a caterer. Uh, You know, he runs a catering. You know, this guy, Remy, runs a catering business. You know, I don't know. I mean, that that definitely, uh, that's where my head went. Did did you catch in the, um, in the maze? Go ahead. One of those signs. Pointing this way or the other, one of them said up. Oh, like up, like I got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, uh, (laughs) oh my god, these these knives sometimes I catch them, sometimes I don't. In this case, I didn't, but anyway, yeah, I I definitely think that was a shout out to uh, to Ratatouille. Um, anyway, I think that was really all, um. Let me see, Rogers. Uh, it's really cool that uh, to see Alice and and uh, Hook come together like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been kind of a sucker for you know father child relationship stories, you know that type of thing. Um, it's really cool that they are able to come together, whereas in the Wish Realm or whatever, yeah, the Wish, no. The land of broken promises. Um, they, they, uh, you know, they can't come together because. You know, but uh, you, on the like, other hand, have we actually seen them physically touch? No, but at the no. same time, that once once they did physically touch in the other realm, like they couldn't even be in the same vicinity. That's why Alice ran to Wonderland. No. No. Uh, they were within the, the same vicinity and everything was cool. Yeah, but I think... It was I mean, after they touched I mean, and he went into pain, she freaked out and left. Okay, here's here's how I interpreted that. Is that whatever Drizella gave Tilly to make her think that there was going to be a cure was really just some sort of barrier to last until they came together, and then do, do you do you see what I'm saying? I, yeah, I just I don't think Gisela did a damn thing. I'm, I I think that she was trying to hurt. You know, I mean, well, obviously she was just trying to get them to Wonderland. To I don't know. That's a lot. Of, I mean, she's even better at planning the Rumple if she was if she realized that when she poisoned or when she did that 
that Henry would find Alice and then they would bring that to Hook and then Hook would, you know, yeah, there was a lot of, uh, like, how would she even know that Hook was Alice's dad? How would Drizella even know that to, to try to come, you know, to try to put that plan into motion? My thing is, I really think that somewhere along the way, um, Somewhere along the way, I think just not just in the book, Drizella met Gotho and took her same cue with poisoning of the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, or or it just seemed like maybe, may, like maybe she might like like uh, maybe um, Gotho might have been the one who to actually you know poison um a poison Hook's heart at some moment. Maybe maybe they met outside the tower one day. Maybe I don't know. I mean. I'm well, that very well could be. That very well could be. I'm thinking just because I guess you know she she thought about something, or maybe they may have had another confrontation. Maybe there could have been some fight, some fighting words, and then she just said, "I'm going to cast a curse over your heart, and you won't be able to get close to your baby or anymore, or something like that." Right? Maybe it was just something that was a bad, you know confrontation, I guess. That turned into a curse. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that Drizella had anything to do with um the cursing over Hook's heart. I just thought that maybe had she heard of the grapevine, maybe, you know, and then um enhanced enhanced that issue along with um you know trying to trying to Well um, that that's what I'm trying to you know cure it. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't saying that I thought that she had anything to do with poisoning Hook, but I thought that I, I just was trying to figure out how, like I said, you know, her plan was to get get Henry and Jacinda into Wonderland okay, so that she could poison Henry's heart. But in order to do that, she had to realize that Alice's dad was with, you know, was Hook, was with, you know, uh, Henry and his, you know, his group so something just like something just tells me that i think gotham knew the knew what would become although okay um, no, that's true i didn't even think about that if if uh if drisilla's been hanging out with gothel and having gothel train her and stuff like that then then maybe gothel told her about hook because their magic is somewhat similar they both know plant magic no, I understand. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, or maybe that was just okay. Drizella to show her evilness. She's going to take the nearest, you know, solid thing and plunge it into the prince's heart. You know, that's what I was thinking. But who knows? I mean, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking that to, uh, to you know, to have Hook's heart poison. I think sometime down the line, they may have like Hook and Gotham may have had another confrontation. And say, okay, well, I don't like what you said, or I don't like what's going on, so I'm going to punish you by poisoning your heart. That way, that you won't be able to get close to our daughter anymore, or something. Right, like that. right, right. That's what I think. Like, of the reason why his heart was poisoned in the first place. But yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's another story we have yet to see. 
Um, I'm, and I'm sure it'll probably be played out. I mean, it seems it's it does definitely seem that they're spending a lot of time in, in letting us uh, giving us like Hook's backstory and Alice's backstory. And I'm glad that they are. Um, definitely. Yeah, you know. like we've seen a lot of Hook's story in in the other one to six, but well, not one to six, but two to six. But now we are still studying upon Hook's backstory, but in a kind of a wish back, you know, wish Hook backstory. Right, right, but, right. But my, but here's my last final question upon this: Wouldn't this seem like seeing as how Hook is wish Hook? Wouldn't this be like? Wouldn't this basically be? wish Alice do? Would she take the same, you know... Well, he... She was born in this land of broken promises. Mm-hmm. Because Hook was given a map to a distant realm, which is where they... You know, that's how he made his way to the realm he's in now. So I wouldn't say she's wish Alice, because I would imagine that there is an Alice in that wish realm. Right. It'd be nice, but I don't know if they would ever, you know, um, present emotion. <laughs> but yeah, uh, okay, so okay, so we got the wrench thrown into, you know, Jacinda and Henry here. Do you think anything is going to actually come of Jacinda and and uh, Nick, or do you think? Uh, I think Nick is going to push forward for something to happen to create right. But do you think Jacinda will give in, or do you think that you know, again, ultimately the show will will more or less you know this is supposed to be their true love? You know what I'm saying? I think I think in some in some type of way, Nick is going to try and force his way back and say, okay, hey, I'm a changed man. Maybe she'll like me now. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever failed between us is now different because I'm who I am now. So no, right. I, I think he's going to try it. But I think ultimately she's going to, you know, I think she's going to have a little bit of common sense <laughs> and say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to see what happens between me and Henry, you know. Right, right, right. Hopefully by the time this happens, hopefully they'll have a stronger connection despite what may happen, you know, if Regina doesn't stop, you know, them growing fond of each other. Okay. And, uh, <clears throat> you have anything to add before uh, either of you, Monica or Tony, you have anything else to add? No. Okay. Then I think that is going to do it for the super mega episode. I believe that is the last of our scenes. Um, we do have some, uh, any questions answered this episode. Um, um, any actually answered this episode? Well, I mean, and I guess this is two episodes. I mean, we found out that Alice is, you know, or we were confirmed. I mean, everyone knew that Alice was yeah, Hook's daughter. I mean, but it was like when I, I actually shouted at the screen, I was like, I knew it. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. Everyone knew it. Right. Like, I was in the middle of watching it, like, at night, at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. And I, I, I was screaming, whispering, you know, whispering and screaming. I know. As soon as he screwed, as soon as he said the name, I was like, ah! But like I said, you know, a second later, you're like, well, well not yeah. that big deal, because everyone knew it. I mean, right. they, they telegraphed that, like, it was... Mm-hmm. You know, but I was still excited, regardless. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was regardless, like, it's always cool when you, when you get something right. It's always cool. It's always cool. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but then, of course, you know, now we're still left with we still don't know where the new curse came from. I mean, uh, I mean, it, we know that Drizella was trying to cast it, but we still have that hasn't been confirmed. You know, I mean, for all we know, uh, Tremaine could have cast it, or even Gothel could have cast it. You know, behind you know, there's so much, so much, so much conniving, so much scheming going on here. It's hard it's to say. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised if ultimately Tremaine came out of the woodwork and had been. She's eight steps ahead of everyone else. You know. Right. I mean, who knows? Who knows? It's, it's once, you know, they're going to say like, oh, it's this, it's that, but all along, it's going to be the person that we first thought about, which was Tremaine. Right, right, right. But I mean, out of our list of uh, uh, questions here left for season seven, there's actually quite a few we can probably take off the list. I think the biggest ones we've left, we're left with are what's Rumpel's deal. Um, I really, I don't think it's anything bad or malicious this time around, uh, which no, is a good thing. I don't think so. Um, but I still don't quite understand exactly what's going on. Um, but I mean, that's, you know, if Rumpel doesn't have a deal, then there's something wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rumpel's gotta, gotta, gotta have a deal. He's got, there's gotta be something extra going on with Rumpel. Who is the guardian? Um, you know, uh, f- uh, fair money's on Alice being the guardian um, because that's kind of where they telegraphed, you know, it going. That but would not be cool. Uh, who? Know, I mean, I don't know. I I almost could kind of see Go- Gothel being the guardian by taking the Dark One's powers or something. I don't know. I, don't mm. know. I mean, we can kind of see that with um, with Belfry warning Drusella over and over and over again. Like, look, uh, like, you don't know what's going on. You don't know this. You don't know yeah. that. You know? And I think we've yet to really see, you know. What Gobble's really capable right, of. capable of. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But we will in the weeks to come. Um, but uh, let me see. Is there any. Uh, no news and speculation. Okay. Any, let's see oh, if wait. we can get just three of us here this time. Let's see. Well, go ahead. Um, what's Nick's deal? Nick has a deal. I you think so? Nick. I don't trust Nick. Nick or D- Jack or both? Um, not so much Jack because we don't know much about Jack. Jack right. just came up out of nowhere and said, "Hey, I'm Jack." Marmy freak. Yeah, but Nick, I think Nick has a, a secret agenda to try and uh and uh, get back um Jacinda. Hey, Jacinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, I don't trust Nick. All right, so. Uh, on to this week's, uh, news. Uh, let's see if the three of us can do this. Are you guys ready? Yes. All right. News. Uh, that was, that was decent. That was decent. Better than before. Better than before. All right. Uh, that being said, there is no news this week. Uh, there is, however, of course, the ratings. Uh, do you want to give us the ratings, Tony? Uh, 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 I guess. Um, so, <laughs> so um, according to, um, hold on, I had them right here. Give me I a second. Uh, da, 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 I'm getting the ratings. Everyone stamp while Tony gets the ratings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had them in here in front of my face. 
I got them right here already. If you want me to go ahead and say them, <laughs> go ahead. I can't even right. them now. Uh, we were talking before the show. Uh, it's pretty much held steady with a 0.5 uh, and a 2. The first hour was a 0.5 with 2.5 million viewers. And then the second hour was a 0.4, unfortunately, with uh, 2.01 million viewers. So we lost half a million viewers from one hour to the next. Uh, the, the first hour, uh, we didn't lose, uh, but we were beaten by MacGyver. Hell's Kitchen and Blind Spot. Uh, we we fell just b- below Blind Blind Spot. Had a point uh, six. We had a point five. Um, <laughs> the only one we beat in that time slot was Crazy Ex Girlfriend, who had a point two in less than just over half a million viewers. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but then in the second hour, uh, we lost to uh, Hawaii Five O. And Dateline, Hawaii 501 won that hour with 9 million viewers and at one share. Uh, but we had a .4 with a two share. Yeah, so... I want to know how do we lose against a new, a new telecast. Yeah. Ratings aren't great, guys. Ratings aren't great. Um, support the show. Support the show, please. All I can say is this is live plus same day. Like we were discussing before, it's not live plus seven day. So there is a chance that the DVR and and on demand ratings uh, bump, bump it up slightly, but not that much. It's it's not great. Um, again, this is a move to Friday. Uh, we do see that not you know there aren't many shows getting you know great viewings on Fridays anyway. So you know that's another thing that can add to them. And then of course there's just the synergy the show has as far as uh, it being a Disney kind of a Disney property and you know there's a few shows that it seems that like Disney has kept on the air even though they don't uh, you know any other network yeah any other network would cancel them with the numbers but Disney sees the ability to use it as sort of a cross platform you know mm-hmm. um, I don't know I mean I think I think people are still by hurt about you know a couple things yeah. Well, about like leaving characters and different things like that. Right, leaving characters. We got we got three of we got three of them to come and visit y'all. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You got Zelina coming up as well. Right, you got you got Zelina for multiple. So it's not like they're like Jennifer Morrison and Emily De Robin, which they were, you know, both coming back from one episode. We got her. For All one. right, but um, so. That does it for this week, guys. Uh, you know, uh, that being said, uh, we want to hear from you guys. Not, a, not again, uh, another week with not a lot of feedback. Um, we want to hear from you guys uh, any way you can, be it, be it uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, email, whatever it be. Uh, you can always email us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. And then uh, what was the third one? Uh, Twitter, Facebook. Oh, and uh, I don't think there is a third one. I'm, I'm lost. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, Facebook or Twitter. It's late, guys. It's been a long episode. It's time for us to go. Um, yes. So... Uh, <laughs> we got work in the morning and yes, uh, magic. <laughs> Tony, uh if anyone wants to hit you up on social media, where can they find you? 
You guys can find me on Twitter at Hoops 900. That's H O O P S 900. And then, Monica, if uh, anyone wanted to reach you, uh, how would they find you? Twitter at Monica Sedai. S E D A I? S E A D I. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Close. Uh, well, hey, correct. Tag. tag. Oh, it's right there in, in – oh, I see it. It's, re, it's uh, right at the bottom of the screen right there. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Then, of course, you can find me uh, at Inevitable Hawk on Twitter, H-A-W-K-E, Facebook.com slash Bobby Hawk, H-A-W-K-E. And, of course, uh, you know, I answer the Twitter uh, and Facebook for greetings when I get a chance. And uh, you can always find me every week here uh, hosting – Greetings from Storybook. Well, I guess not every week because we won't be here for the next two weeks, seeing as uh, greetings will be on a bit of a hiatus. Give us a chance to take a break ourselves and catch up. Uh, after an episode like tonight, I think I might need a week off. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yes, thank the that, that being said, guys, <laughs> until next week or until next time, at least, greetings, greetings from Storybook. Maybe have your nice. <laughs> <laughs>